0: Hello, this is your girl Dawn Williams for Research Shows. Thank you so much for tuning in. Just stay tuned and your episode will begin shortly. Hello, this is Don Williams of Research Shows Podcast. We are in season three, episode 11. This episode will be two parts. The first part will be continuing Tavon Johnson's episode, which was season three, episode 10. And then we'll continue with me. You will hear me speaking on people with narcissistic tendencies. So please stay tuned and listen. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into Research Shows. We're in season two, episode 11. We are actually continuing from episode 10, where we interviewed Black Ice, AKA Tavon Johnson. So, how are you doing, Mr. Johnson?
1: I am well. I am well. How are you today? Thank
0: you. All right. I'm doing pretty good. So, and it's wonderful to have you back. So, um, the last one of the last two questions was, has the pandemic affected your career or business ventures, and if so, explain how?
1: So, um, it has affected my business ventures in the sense of, you know, I've been, at that specific time when everything was going on, every all the venues were closed down, things like that. So of course, I couldn't perform live uh, with the curfew and all of that. You know, it just made it hard to really do anything on top of just my regular life that, you know, was already a struggle. But right. um, as far as my music uh, endeavors, it I had to make a lot of music off of my phone, which I'm not, you know, not used to. I've, right. I'm, I'm used to doing that. But in that moment in time you know, I was really locked in between that and the basement, you know, shout out to uh, my big brother, Andre Gay out in Philadelphia, you know, he helped me create my record label with kind of all of this, like honestly for myself COVID was the best thing that happened to me because it gave me the most uh, reason to be motivated and do the things that I do as far as like it motivated me to create the label. It motivated me to, you know, start doing things myself so that I didn't have to pay anyone else to do it for me, you know, and not saying that paying someone else is a bad thing, but when you know how to do something, at least to a level of degree to start something, why not start right. the initiative and created certain things? And now they are paying all off. <laughs>
0: Excellent. Okay. I always get different answers. Sometimes it affected um, people's industry severely, and sometimes it doesn't. So that's really interesting. So the last question I have is: How do you keep your work and home life balanced? How do you juggle all the hats? Because I seen all the hats you got, honey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um, how do
0: you how do you do it?
1: I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I just do it. I just, what I mean by just do it is I just wing it. Like Mm there don't, it's half of it is being winged. Half of it is a schedule because Mm -hmm. my nine to five life, I'm an insurance agent for Allstate for the Andrade Agency in Georgetown, Delaware. So if you're in the Delaware, Maryland area, you can definitely give me a call and I would love to help you save the right way with the right coverages. So throughout the day, you know, I'm in the office And I'm helping people superhero by day and then superhero by night when I get home between, you know, writing music. uh, If I'm, you know, at the house with my daughter, then, you know, it's dad mode. And uh, I just learned to breathe and I learned to only take on what is in front of me. And I don't stress about the things that I have no control over. At the end of the day. So I literally do as much as I can in one day and let the next day come and focus on what needs to be done that day. Because by the time I look at day seven, I would have had more accomplished done looking at the fact of, man, I did a lot today. You know, as Will Smith said, you know, lay that brick, brick by brick, and build the wall, brick by brick. And right. literally, you know, taking that step and trying to build my you know my foundation of things day by day by the time I get to the end of the week I've done more in a week than if I would have looked at the entire week and have been like I've done more in a week and a month than I would have in a month looking at that one week if that makes sense
0: yeah absolutely because I, I I totally understand that that's exactly how um that's exactly how I feel because i be weighing it and it's like it looked like I got it all together <laughs> but, and it's like oh no you praying on that thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely so. All right, so I want to thank you again for coming on this podcast. Um, anybody who want to catch the first portion of his interview, you could just check it out by looking at episode 10 of season 3. And then also, again, Black Ice, please, please, please leave us again with your social media, any way they can reach you. Get yes. your plug in right
1: now. So definitely, if you need any insurance, please give me a call. My cell phone number is 302 uh, two. Well, I don't even have ah uh, three just call the office phone. To, like, okay. Extension 410 302 858 4962. so as far as social media to get the music and everything else that I do, my Instagram is T A Y V O N J O H N S U N 33. Uh same thing on TikTok, same thing on uh, Boise, and I believe it's Black Ice r 33 on my Twitter. Thank you so much for having me, and I hope to be back soon.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You already know you're back. <laughs> <laughs> I already know why you said that. You already know. So, <laughs> all right, so anybody who want to catch the rest of the episodes of the podcast on Apple, um, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh-huh Radio youtube just go to the link tree l-i-n-k-t-r dot -E e forward slash research shows podcast all the links are on there even if you want to be a guest so everybody have a wonderful day on purpose all right and we'll be right back after this commercial break Hi, this is Don Williams. I would like to do this quick ad for Technology for Seniors. I am the founder of Technology for Seniors, and that is a program to help our elderly understand technology. A lot of times, they don't even know what kind of phone they have, let alone how to go through certain interfaces, and don't even mention social media. So currently, we have an app. If you go and look under the research departments, it's right now, it's only on Google Play. We have an online curriculum for those who are more advanced who can actually go online. And we have in-person classes for those who need help just getting to the internet. So those are currently available in Southern Maryland. Just visit us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash the research departments or you can call 240-516-6922. You can also text that number. And thank you. Have a wonderful day. All right, this is your girl Dawn for Research Shows. We in season three, episode 11. I had to do this one. When I got to talk, I got to do one by myself. So this one, we're going to address people with narcissistic tendencies. Now, I use that phrase very specifically because... As a, uh, if you're not a mental health professional or a psychologist, you are not supposed to be diagnosing people and labeling them, labeling them as such. So narcissistic tendencies is the keyword. So I was actually listening to, it's, it's a guy that I follow named um, Mental Illness, and he's actually a narcissist diagnosed. And he kind of like provides this platform for people to talk about certain situations. So Today, I just saw something on this Johnny Depp thing with his ex-wife, I believe, Amber. I don't even know what her last name is. And I'm not even going to get into that. But what I'm going to get into was a statement that was made by this guy, Mental Illness, where he was saying... Court is the platform for narcissists. And my goodness, if that is not the truth. So I'm going to share a story. <laughs> One of my many ridiculous occurrences with people who have narcissistic tendencies. And this is actually outlined in the first chapter of my book, the Building Your Children Creative Horse, the acronym BYTCH book. Um, And you can get that on Amazon. So I'll just say, let's start right here. So the first chapter is called The Geriatric Psycho. The very first place that I rented in a commercial tenancy, the landlord was behaved as a complete lunatic. I don't know. Who, I didn't know. <laughs> I have an idea what was wrong with the lady. But basically, I just want to make it clear what these people do. do and I s- spoke on this in the bullying, the boss bullying episode I have in season three. They build, I believe I spoke on it. They build... A lie around you, right? Because once you explode, they already got these booby traps because they naturally know how to set booby traps in place. Proverbial. To clip you up so that by the time you explode, everybody who they've been lying on you, So that she's lying on you basically the whole time. And then everybody who sees the explosion going, oh my gosh, I don't know who to believe. And that's the key factor to a lot of people with these tendencies, these narcissistic tendencies. They have to get one person, just one person to believe that Jew is this lunatic. And then it just casts that just seed of reasonable doubt. And that's all they need. So this lady, she was used to terrorizing her tenants. I mean, all of them, she terrorized them into submission in order to, that's how she solved her problems. So for example, there was a simple problem where she, uh, had a high turnover of tenants from my understanding. So that means you got to keep changing the mailbox key. So she wants to save costs, right? So instead of thinking, let me retain these tenants or figure out, maybe I could take a poll and figure out how to retain my tenants. She decided she's going to, not give you your mail till she feels like it reroute the mail which is illegal and where she had the local post office delivering stuff to her house which is two doors down and then she would distribute the mail as she pleases now this was somebody who don't like getting out of the bed from my our business transactions till at least midday maybe two in the afternoon and she might come out the house two three times a week my goodness everything built up it's outlined in my book it built up, built up all these circumstances. And the when the stuff hit the fan, honey, was when... Now, now, think about it. We had altercations from when I moved in in August of 2016. So, by the time the, the, the um, summer hit, where it's like the first heat wave of 2017... She waited that long because everything was calm for like a few months. I said, okay, I guess she didn't calm down. No, that's not how they do. You have to stomp these people all the way into the ground, which I learned at the next place that I went to. So, oh no, she, she act like she was calm, honey. As soon as that heat wave hit, honey child turns off the air condition. Now let me explain something to you. I'm inside of a black hair salon, a black hair salon. And the importance of me saying that is that in an African-American based salon, we use hooded dryers. Okay. It's just, it's in there. It's like a staple of our salons. And I, I believe a lot of some old school white salons too, you know, where you see a lot of them older women get roller sets and they sit under the dryer. But so I'm sitting there with at least eight heaters eight dryers so you have to have air conditioning you know she cut it off because i didn't have control over it because how she had the whole system set up to where it's controlled at a different location this is how far she went y'all they owned a methadone clinic upstairs her i didn't find that outside after i moved in i mean like i didn't understand <laughs> so she had employees that were kind of contracting out of the methadone clinic to like put up like this fake front like they really was renting the place next door to mines but they wasn't they just had to put something in there so there's a reason why i could no longer enter into that premise so of course then now the new fake tenant is pretending as though I'm irritating her with how much the air conditioning is on. So I'm trying to solve the problem. I'm like, can we just put a magnet over your, um, where the air conditioning is pumping out at so it can just force itself on my side. They ain't want to hear none of that. It's a problem. Everything's wrong. So before you knew it, um, I can't conduct business like that. And then I wasn't equipped like I am now. Um, once I had to fight, these psychopaths in leadership down in the county where I live at, once I had to go through that, that prepared me (laughs) to fight anybody. (laughs) To to fight anybody. So I wasn't prepared at this given point in time. So whatever happened, it was I, I didn't know how to protest it. So her, um, it was the business partner, that I didn't know it was a silent business partner. And the person came in and was saying, I told the person what was going on and they were like, Oh, well just don't pay. Um, and just take the money and go get you a portable AC unit. Cause this is totally unreasonable what she did. Right. I took the amount that I paid for the AC unit out of the rent. She then sues me for back rent. We go to court. Now I want y'all to understand this. This lady and from my understanding, from what a relative had explained to me, she had a drinking problem. And she was up in age. So, um, and there was many incidents surrounding it. But this lady never looked decent. Like, she always looked like she rolled out the bed, which to me was abnormal. All the women I know, it's in their 70s and 80s, honey, they look like they going somewhere when they step out the house. Even if they just walk into the mailbox, like, they don't look raggedy like the women that I know. You know, the the black woman that I know, this woman, it's baseball hat, hair raggedy. She looked crazy. And I just, I didn't understand why she looked like that. But when we went to court, honey, honey child had her hair done, looked like she was co- going to a a, a freaking opera, honey. All right. She had her freaking earrings on and she looked fabulous. I said, my God, I said, they ain't going to believe me. I knew they're not going to believe me. They are not. And I, at that time I wasn't familiar with narcissistic tendencies. I just knew, you, you know, you, you just put everybody in a category as crazy. Look, crazy needs to be identified. No, this is clear narcissistic tendencies. You're building up this fraudulent case to solve a problem. And all you got to do <laughs> is do basics. Like we was fighting over this basic stuff. It was just so silly. So I remember a lawyer came over to me and he was like, you know, let's just work this out. We can get caught up on your rent. You know, he thought it was a typical somebody who's behind a rent case. And I said, Oh, well, you know, she came in and she shut my air conditioner on. And his face, I wish somebody could see this is an audio recording. His face, it was like he saw a ghost. And he said and I by Allah, this is what this man said. I wish I had another client and he didn't repeat himself. He just went straight into defense mode and was just like, okay, thank you. And then stepped off. So at that time, they didn't know that I already had written permission from the other owner that I could withhold the money out the rent, you know? And so this is the kicker right here. I was very nervous. I had to defend myself. This is the first time I ever had to defend myself in a business case. You're allowed to do that if you're doing a landlord-tenant case in the state of Maryland. So I went to defend myself, and I remember the judge was so happy. It was a white guy. He was so, like, happy because it was this other lawyer who was, like, defending cases or whatever for his clients. And so it was, like, a pretty mellow-type vibe in the courtroom, right? So as soon as he started hearing my case, he was still kind of smiling. And when that lady started talking, y'all, his whole face dropped. Because let me explain why. Like the man said, like I said at the beginning of this, the man, um, mental illness was saying the courthouse or the courtroom is the narcissist uh, stage. She was waiting for that moment. If it escalates to that, then it escalates to that. That's how they feel. They waiting to get you in court because all they got to do is just piss you off. Excuse me for that language. All they got to do is make you angry enough to where you explode or flinch, and then the judge automatically is going to believe them. But I was so trained by my own community. It's so sad. in the African-American community fighting different people in court. That I knew how to sit still. It's like what they say, this stereotypical thing. I can't even say stereotypical. This thing where um, you know how they say when you get pulled over, you gotta sit still, use certain tones, like you code switching for for white people. That's basically what I'm. I've been doing for black people. So I'm sitting in court like like a statue, not moving, not raising my voice. You know, because the judge only has one time to judge who you are. And he knows it's a volatile situation. Somebody might be lying on you. How are you going to react? In court, you know somebody lying on you. And I didn't move. And that lady, as soon as she opened her mouth, that was the key point. She opened her mouth, and it was like, like yeah. and I I am not lying. is how she talked. Like, she don't look like it. Like, when she dressed up and put herself together, like, you would think she was, like, this high-class somebody. But, like, when she start talking, it's like, oh, my God, what is wrong with her? She's like, God, she's sarcastic, and, you know, and she, you know, she's very disrespectful, you know, and then she went and had that recognition but that's how she was talking, so as soon as she started talking, the judge's face collapsed, he was very angry, he knew what it was at that moment, he said, at that time, my last name was Miss Ms. Mzik, do you got proof that the other owner said that you could withhold the rent. Y'all, and they normally don't take text in court, from my understanding, but that man took that text, that printed out text, and they couldn't say nothing, and I, I won that case. But the thing about it is, if I'm giving advice to anybody who's listening to this, the number one advice I would say, you have to understand and accept, no one's going to believe you. Well, first, number one, it's not over with at the end of the court hearing it's not over with it's going to continue They're they're going to continue for a long time maybe even permanently trying to gaslight you if they ever had gaslighting meaning try to take you out of your view of reality to get you to snap you know what I'm saying um so number two yeah I agree with no contact in regards to people to have narcissistic tendencies absolutely you have to go non-contact I mean especially people who are persistent with it it's no contact at all it has to be no content it just has to be that way um number three nobody gonna believe you they're they not gonna believe you and you need to accept that there's nothing wrong with accepting the fact that nobody's gonna believe you and it should not be your number one plight you will drive yourself crazy saying i'm gonna spend the rest of my life trying to prove to everybody this person is a narcissist or this person is crazy i mean who cares I mean, really think about it. who cares if, 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 if you're able to go to somebody and just tell a story and they hundred percent believe you without doubt, there's something wrong with that person who accepted the story because I don't care who you are. I'm talking about Don Williams. I don't care if you were my child. I don't care if you was my mama. I don't care if you is my client. I don't care if you, were my spouse. If you tell a story to me, I keep in my mind, okay, it could be the truth, but I can't automatically hate whoever you're talking about because you could be lying to me. And maybe that's why I was put in certain positions. Maybe that's why a put me in certain positions where somebody have lied to me and I believed it and I'm jumping off emotion. I'm just at the point at age 40 in my life where it's like, absolutely not. So if you're dealing with somebody who easily falls for what somebody else say, Who cares if they believe you or not? I mean, that shouldn't be your life's goal. Your life goal should be, how can I get peace out of this situation? You know, and I hope that's helped somebody today. I really wanted to talk about this, this particular case. Me personally, in my opinion, I'm siding with Johnny Depp. And I say that because. When you listen to recordings, and that's another thing people will say. um, Somebody was saying something about the recordings. Why is he recording? When you have been injured by a narcissist or uh, talked about or, you know, lied on by a narcissist, you will learn you have to record things. Like I literally have to record calls at this given point in time. I literally have to record business calls because people will lie and gaslight you on what they didn't hear. People will go far and they'll sue you. Go, go on Dom Shell Salon's site. I, I believe it's right at the top. It says all calls are recorded. I'm not playing with these people out here. You see what I'm saying? So, I hope this helps somebody. So, um, if you want to catch this... And any other episode of Research Shows, you can go right on Linktree or the links there from Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and iHeartRadio at linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot forward slash Research Shows Podcast. So, hope everybody has a wonderful day on purpose.